0: Good morning, everybody, and this is another edition of the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPLA.com, by St. Alex's Church and School in Jackson, New Jersey, by 2 Ways One Passion Food Truck, located in Scranton, Pennsylvania, as always, glad to be with you. And, you know, listen, I've thought about this for a while, and um, perhaps if you ever go on the, the verge of saying something that's out of, I guess, the what you're known for the whole stick to sports thing. And I think about that real deeply. And I think as passionately as I feel about anything that has to do with sports, any of my knowledge, any of the history of sports that I know, anything that I'm quote unquote certified or respected to talk about, I believe that Black Lives Matter. And it just comes off very easy to me which is why i feel the need to bring it up and talk about it today because apparently there is a a perception that tries to take away the meaning of a statement a movement and something that means very much to this country black lives matter is not a black supremacist group it's a movement to make sure that a black life, life is just as valuable as that of a white life. And history has shown since this country has started and before it, that an average black person is not treated the same way as a white person. And you may say, John, just stick to talking about sports history. Sports history is intertwined with racism and discrimination and hatred towards a person that just happens to have a darker color skin than the majority. And it's not the same as all lives matter. In fact, all lives matter, if you say that, you're at least showing that you're ignorant to what has happened before our country for many, many years saying all lives matter is showing almost that you don't care about the movement and the fact that a black life should be treated just the same as anybody that happens to have lighter color skin and i would go as far as to say that saying all lives matter is almost getting to a point where it's damn near on the borderline of being a racial slur because it's showing that you're so far out of touch and you're so ignorant to the fact that a person with darker color skin can walk out in the public and is automatically treated so much different than anybody else. And people will talk about protest and violence and they'll they'll try to swivel, they'll try to pivot to something else to take the distraction away from what the movement means. Oh, but they're protesting. Oh, but there's violence. And the message that I have for you is this. If you are treated unfairly for generations upon generations, and everything that you try to say, everything you try to speak, falls on deaf ears, once you get a little unrestful at some point, the definition of civil unrest is when a community or a society or a group of people has had enough. And they may not necessarily be thinking about their actions, and it may not make them look good, but if you're quick to judge the action and not the reason behind the action, then you're just as much as part of the problem as anybody else. The reason that civil unrest happens is when simple things get ignored. And it doesn't get any more simple than to state that a black life has just as much value as any other life out there. And there should be no reason for a black person, whether they're American or they come from a different country, to be treated any differently because of the color of their skin. And it's just amazing that I have to bring this up. And then once again, that whole stick to sports movement This isn't anything in addition to sports. This has run neck and neck with sports and sports inception. You can talk about the Walker brothers in the 1880s and how they were banned from the sport. You can talk about baseball holding out blacks for over 60 years until Jackie Robinson made his major league debut in 1947. You can talk about Fritz Pollard in 1920 in football. Becoming, along with Bobby Matthews, the first black football players. And then banished from the sport
1: like they never existed.
0: And then to have as much time go by without allowing somebody to play a sport just because of the color of their skin. And you can even make a case in baseball that it was more of a tactical or a business decision to say hey if we get all the best black players to play for our team and I accuse Jackie I'm sorry uh Branch Rickey of this too when it comes to Jackie Robinson hey the more black players that Branch Rickey had that would come to his team first the better the Brooklyn Dodgers would be as a baseball team and it's just amazing that we're talking about this. And I, I will throw this message out there for anybody that's listening, that's watching right now, that's bothered by anything that I'm saying. If you really are bothered, you know, turn it off, number one. And if you think that you're hurting me, you're hurting ratings, nobody listens to the show anyway. So I'm the last person that's gonna be offended If you say that, hey, I'm a big time sports fan and I watch your show and I'm not gonna watch your show because of what you just said, I don't need you. Nobody listens to this show. I use social engineering on YouTube to get my video out for more people so more people will click on it. It doesn't mean that people freaking watch this show. So if you think you're doing me a disservice by not following my show anymore, Trust me, you're not hurting me anywhere near how you think you are. This is not just about George Floyd. This is about the parents of black children that have to wonder when their their beautiful little boy, their precious boy, their cute boy, the adorable little boy. He's going to go from being that to a threat. And for everybody out there that looks out their window and judges people because of the color of their skin. That black child that can't walk around in public without people thinking that he's a threat. And I've said it all along, and a lot of other people have said this too, what makes a black person so much different anyway? Outside of the color of their skin, what makes them any different than me? Somebody that happened to be born with lighter color skin. That person, just on the surface, is no worse, no better. I don't know what the difference is. So maybe, instead of being all up in arms, because I'm talking about what I'm talking about, tell me what the difference is. If my skin color was much darker than it is, What would make that person any different than me? And I'll throw a couple answers your way. That person is viewed much different than me. That person doesn't have the natural peace in life that I have. I could walk out at night and not have anybody judge me. I can approach a group of people that I don't know and likely in most situations not be judged. But if I happen to have darker color skin, I would be a threat to people as I walk around at night. That's what this is about. It's not about anything else. It's about time that we invoke some sort of change. And instead of looking at this like some people do, like this is some black supremacist movement, it's not. And if that's the way you feel, you couldn't be any more out of touch. And if your answer is all lives matter, you couldn't be any more out of touch. Because it's not about everybody now. Yeah, I, I wish I wasn't born with the privileges that I have. And unfortunately, if you have lighter color skin, you're going to have an easier run through life. And if you don't believe that, it's just because you don't understand. And maybe you're lucky. Maybe you're fortunate. Maybe that's never been thrown your way. You've never had to face that as an adversity. But it's just sad to see that I live in a country where so many people don't get it. Do I think we've grown? Do I think we've come a long way? Absolutely. I think things have changed for the better. And I think this will only make us better. I think this particular movement has actually made more of a statement than a lot of the other ones that we've seen in the past. Is it going to change everybody? Probably not. Are there still going to be people that are going to judge people based off of the color of their skin? Absolutely. But it is time for a change. And like I said, this isn't about one man who had his life taken from him by somebody, by a police officer for no reason. This is about all those other people that are no different than you and I that are treated differently because of the color of their skin. They're looked at as a threat. They have mothers. They have fathers. They have friends. They have people that speak very highly of them. They're educated. They're no different than me. Yet they get judged differently. And that's why people are walking. That's why people in some cases have lost their minds and are probably acting out of character. Yes, yes. There are bad apples everywhere. And I'm not even going to talk about that right now because it's not important. I don't have to justify somebody that is acting violent because they finally had enough. Have you seen the, the last one of the last scenes in Higher Learning? Omar X character watches his girlfriend get shot by some nasty, Nazi bastard. And he's flipping out because he wants to kill him. He wants to hurt that person. And is he a bad person because he wants to hurt or kill a person that just shot and killed his girlfriend? But that's what that's what society tries to tell you. And that's what we're up against. I mean, and the fact that I have to justify speaking about what I'm speaking about is part of the problem too. And like I said, I don't care if anybody hears this. I don't care if anybody gets pissed off because of what I'm saying. I don't care if anybody gets bothered by what I'm bringing up right now. Tell me to stick to sports. How about you stick it up your ass? I can talk about hundreds of years of sports history that have been in favor of the white man. And have judged people based off of the color of their skin. And that's unacceptable. It has to change. And you know what? Maybe it's not for everybody to speak about. And that's the one part of it. And actually, if you go back to the Jordan documentary, one of the things that was brought up negatively about Michael Jordan was the fact that he didn't seem to speak about black rights and didn't wanna make his success about success for the black people. And not everybody's comfortable talking about that. Not everybody was meant to be part of that movement. And I'm not gonna judge an athlete or a person that doesn't feel confident enough to talk about it. That person isn't necessarily part of the problem. You can say somebody is neutral about it. And I don't think it necessarily means that they're against it. But I think the more people that speak out, the more people that claim to be neutral and haven't spoken out about it themselves may understand better. And I think that's the most important thing you could say. You know, I'm not here to just hear myself talk. I'm here to hopefully reach somebody. Maybe somebody that sees what's going on in a different way. Maybe they're they're drawn to the news and all they see is the violence. All they see is somebody with a brick in their hand, yelling and destroying property and looting and rioting. Because the, you know, listen, the media wants to go extreme at you. They want to throw the worst of the worst right in your face. And I'm here to tell you that it is not about that. In fact, some of the unrest and the violence is actually justified. And I'm not justifying hurting somebody. I'm not justifying killing somebody. But I'm justifying how somebody could have enough. A good person with a good heart can bang their head against the wall only so many times and have nothing happen. And nothing change. And they finally lose it. They finally act out of character and they're looked at as a bad person. Remember Jackie Robinson, that first couple years that he played in Major League Baseball, he was essentially issued a gag order from Branch Rickey. He said, listen, it's not about fighting back. It's about having the strength enough not to fight back. Because if Jackie Robinson fights back, the general public goes after him and says, anything bad that they could possibly say about him because he's fighting back. But if he doesn't fight back, it'll open the door for thousands and thousands of others. And once again, when it comes to the world of sports, we're still not integrated enough. For some reason, when it comes to coaching, a simple head coach position, whether it's in the National Football League or Major League Baseball, There are teams that have stayed away from it. There are teams that legitimately have a problem with hiring a black head coach or a manager. You go to JohnPielli.com, there's a list of 11 Major League Baseball teams that have still never hired a black manager. There's a list on JohnPielli.com of nine NFL football teams that have never hired a black coach. And that's probably more embarrassing you got more than 70% of your athletes, of your, your brethren are black players and nine teams in a history of the national football league have never hired a black head coach. And you've heard me talk about the Rooney rule. The Rooney rule is out there to hopefully bring more interviews with black candidates for head coaching positions, general manager positions and now hopefully offensive and defensive coordinator positions. And the possibility came up a couple weeks ago that you would actually incentivize hiring a black coach by giving that team another draft pick, which I think is absolutely insane. It's like treating another life like it is a piece of property. Or it's something that's more lucrative. Hey, I could bring in a coach and get a draft pick too. That's not what this was meant to be. It was to get the ignorance away from owners. And what I would suggest to do when it comes to head coaches in the National Football League, managers of Major League Baseball, I get a hold of those 11 teams in baseball that have never hired a black manager. And I'd say the next time you have a managerial vacancy, the Atlanta Braves, who have been around since 1876 and have never hired a black manager, hire a black manager. You must. Same thing with the St. Louis Cardinals, the Philadelphia Phillies, Boston Red Sox, Detroit Tigers, Oakland Athletics, Minnesota Twins, New York Yankees, Los Angeles Angels, Miami Marlins, Arizona Diamondbacks. Next time you fire your manager, which might be soon might not be for a little while next time you fire your manager how about you have to replace him with somebody with a darker skin color and in football next time the New York Giants have a head coaching vacancy they've been in the NFL since 1925 and they've never had a black head coach How about the Los Angeles Rams that have been around since 1936 in some way, shape or form, whether it was with Chicago or in St. Louis, the Rams never hired black head coach. Neither have the new England Patriots. When Bill Belichick retires, how about you you put a movement in front of the Patriots and say, listen, the next coach you hire should have darker color skin. The Tennessee Titans, the Dallas Cowboys, both, both all been around since 1960. Same with the Patriots. New Orleans Saints, Seattle Seahawks, Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans. Yeah, you don't hear about that when it comes to the media. Nobody's speaking out about anything about that. You can have as, many, as much of a history when it comes to a franchise. Baseball, think about it. Imagine a major league baseball. If there were still a team... That had never had a black player. Think about the Boston Red Sox and Pumpsy Green in 1958 when they became the last team to integrate. They were actually under a little bit of pressure. The owner may not have wanted to do it, but he understood that whether he wanted to or not, it was something he almost had to do. How come there's no pressure or not as much pressure put on these baseball and football teams to hire that next black head coach? manager last thing we're going to bring up today and as always I'm happy to be with you this is the Passball show brought to you by johnpli.com by St. Iwish's church and school in Jackson New Jersey by two ways one passion food truck located in Scranton Pennsylvania you know it could be a lot different and I, I do think anybody that happens to be white Happens to just be born that way. Remember, you know, there's, you're not you're not shamed for being born how you were born. You know, when your natural reaction is to focus on the violence and say, why are people acting the way they are? Maybe, maybe a simple question. Maybe that simple question. Hey, I don't know the answer to this, so let me legitimately ask why. Why do you feel that way? Why are you so angry? And you may learn something that you may not know before. You look at civil unrest and you want to say it's just a bunch of bad people that are doing bad things. Yes, there's bad people everywhere. If there's a brick on the side of the road, there's going to be somebody stupid enough to take that brick and throw it. But was that person provoked? Did that person finally have enough? Is that person tired of being looked at like they're a criminal when all they're trying to do is live the same life as you? And they keep telling me that that's okay. Because it ain't. Once again, this isn't about bad apples. Because there's bad, there's evil in everybody. No matter what type of segregation you want to use, whether it's race, whether it's religion, whether it's the fact that, you know, attractive people and unattractive people, heterosexual, homosexual, every different category of people you could have, there's bad people in it. Every profession, there's bad people in it. This is not the time to talk about bad apples. It's the time to talk about change. Is there going to be a change? Or are we basically just toot our own horn again? Once again, the news media ain't helping us. News media is focusing on violence. It's focusing on negativity. It's focusing on hatred. And I can't believe that I have to say this. This It's about a group of people that just want to have the same rights as everybody else. And sorry for the consistent silence, but I'm at a point where I'm actually lost for words. And I honestly, I can't, I can't shut up sometimes, but I'm, I'm completely baffled that we have to have this conversation that asks, asks that to some people be explained why people are upset. Can we stop treating black men as if they're any different than anybody else? Please? And like I said, if you don't understand civil unrest, I suggest you watch Higher Learning again. Because that scene at the end, and I know I said this earlier, but you know that scene at the end where Omar Epps has to be restrained from people, and he's basically looked at like he's a criminal, when he just wants to get at that Remy character because he shot his freaking girlfriend. Imagine how you would feel if that happened to you, your wife, somebody for no reason, standing at the top of the building. And I know this was a movie, but it's not so far removed that things that have happened in everyday life in the history of this country. How would you feel? And then on top of it, you got people looking at you know his character in that movie like like he's a criminal. What did he do wrong? It's a black man that just happened to be angry. You don't think he had a reason to be angry? His girlfriend was just shot by some white supremacist. And once again, you make some people do make it like it's for one person. And George Floyd, may he rest in peace, there was no reason for him to die. But it isn't about this one person. It's about the example that continues to be repeated over and over again. That man was not armed. That man was in custody. But that person with his knee over his neck couldn't leave well enough alone. And all I say, it's just time to treat everybody the same. And I know it sounds so insane that somebody would have to speak such simple words. Maybe I should say it slower. Treat people the same. Black Lives Matter is not some black supremacist group. Black Lives Matter is the message that a person with darker color skin, that person's life is important too. And that police officer did not share that same value in that black man's life. And all you wanna see is justice. You wanna see justice as it applies to any person out there along the board if you commit the same crime, that was an unnecessary loss of life. <clears throat> and if you disagree, tell me why. There's, there should be no reason that a black teenager, a black young black man, or woman, should be feared as they're just simply living their life in society. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't understand that. And it's sad. It's sad. And and honestly, like I said, I'm losing the comprehension of why I would have to say what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I'm taking my youngest child and i'm slowing things down to him because i don't believe he understands but i believe like i believe i'm talking to a wall right now i do do i think that any statement that i made if it was said by anybody else would be listened to no and once again there's a lot of people out there that want to hear me talk about sports what do you want me to talk about sports how sports for years. Kept itself segregated wouldn't allow a black player to play in the same league as a white player. Yeah, you have an answer of why that happened. Can you make any sense to that. Oh, it was past generations. Well, what makes this generation any better than other generations. Like I said, our, were our ancestors just not born with that part of their brain? And all of a sudden we get it? Obviously what you're seeing, not everybody gets it. And honestly, once again, I've said stuff this whole time where people don't want to hear. And, and honestly, I don't even care anymore. This is something that hopefully these protests keep going on until we get some change and i don't know how this change is ever going to happen because there's so much ignorance out there there's so many people that are protecting their own special interests there are people that have segregated themselves in their own groups there's people that are triggered by every little thing they're going to say hey i'm against violence i'm against this i'm against that and the problem is, is that there's more people out there that are against people of darker color skin than are ever willing to admit it. And my message is, hopefully, like I said, hopefully there's one person out there that's that was wavering. One person out there that was li- that, that's listening and wasn't really sure. Maybe there's one person out there that's going to listen and hear this in a different way than they've ever heard it before. What's going on out there is wrong. And the next time you see somebody walking down your neighborhood and the instinct that you have is to prejudge, maybe it's time to look at that person and say that's a human being. That person is no different, no worse than me. You could also say they're no better. But that person is my brethren. That person is just like you and I. And I hope at some point this becomes a positive thing. And you want you want to ask? This. Some people are like, "Hey, I just wish the protest and the, you know all of this stuff would just stop soon." I hope it I hope it goes a little further because I'm seeing more people's eyes open every day. And like I said, could care less about my show. My show, that a couple people friggin' watch. You're going to get out there and say, oh, John, you know, you should talk about sports because that's what you do. That's what you know. I'm not going to watch your show anymore. Whoop-dee-doo, nobody else watches it. You're not hurting me. Let's make this world a better place. We have the ability to do that. Why do we look at each other as if we are so different? What is it that makes that person different? God never created anybody with the intention to be different. God created every single one of us as his children. Every last one of us. And mankind, somewhere along the way, decided to pick and choose who was different and who was superior and who was inferior. And that's disgusting. And we have the ability right now in the year of 2020 to change all that, to change that perception and make the world a better place. There's other countries out there, whether it's North Korea or China, anybody that you may consider an adversary of us right now as the United States of America. And I'm sure they're laughing at us. Like they got people in that country that can't even get along. You got white people and black people that can't get along. We got Republicans and Democrats that can't get along. They got people in our own country that can't get along with each other. And maybe it's time that we start to look past the differences, because you're not you're not smarter because you notice a difference in what somebody looks like. You know, wow, John pierre he's a little chubby. Wow, that's a great observation. You're not any superior because you are able to point out the obvious. Maybe it takes a little more depth. Maybe it takes a little more intelligence. And maybe I've been a fool because I'm giving you too much credit that you're supposed to be smart. Maybe you need an education. I'm sorry, dude. This is, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing on so many fronts. And if you're going to tell me that it's okay, or you're going to pivot and talk about violence, oh my God, there's people that are protesting and some of them are getting violent. Even if you want to say, hey, there's more people, there's just some of them that are getting violent. Once again, let me redefine for you civil unrest. Civil unrest in many cases happens when that person has exhorted all efforts to try to make a change. When they stand up against what is wrong and all they want is the same freedom that you and I have. And it continues to be proven time and time again that there's going to be no change and you try and try again and nothing changes and you feel like your voice is being completely ignored. So before you say these are all bad people doing bad things, I will not deny the bad thing aspect of it. And I hope nobody gets hurt. I hope nobody loses a life. But what would you do if you were in that situation where all you wanted to do was be treated equally? All you wanted is the same rights that you were born with and privileged with. They're not asking to be superior. They're not asking to be on a pedestal by themselves. They're not asking to be in a world where they're the only ones in it. All they want is to be treated the same. And to basically get figuratively smacked in the face every time he's trying to say, all I want is to be treated the same. I can see somebody getting violent at some point. Somebody having enough. Somebody may be starting by screaming as loud as they possibly can. And realize that nothing you've done has worked. How about if I shatter this window? Will it get your attention? But once again, once something turns violent, the pivot begins. All of a sudden, it's a pivot on the act of violence, and that person's just an angry man doing something that's against the law, and it's no longer about the movement. And that's why Jackie Robinson, those first couple of years— when he took all those insults, he took all that racism, that bad treatment that he was given over the first couple of years of his baseball career, and he sat there and he took it, probably to a point where he almost couldn't control himself. Because he knew that if he acted out, the pressure would be on, the attention would be about him acting out as opposed to. To all the good that he's trying to do By integrating a sport that for whatever reason Refused to integrate itself for 60 years You had a commissioner in Kennesaw Mountain Landis Who oversaw the game Was basically the ruling figure in the game Would not allow a black player to play It wasn't until he finally died where that idea could even have been brought up of having a black player play on the same field as white players. And once again, you go back in history and you can say you don't believe that, you can say you disagree with that, but that's still on our record. And you talk about somebody that maybe is has served time in prison. They have the chance to rehabilitate themselves. They have a chance to go back in their lives and do good. Make up for the mistake that they made. But the crime that they committed is still on their permanent record. It's still something that they have to live the rest of their lives knowing that they did. Well, guess what? If you're against racism, you still have racism on your record. You have ancestors
1: that didn't handle things
0: right. And that's never going to be forgotten. And hopefully you take the time, if the lesson, if you've learned the lesson, if you understand it, if you get what this is all about, have a conversation with somebody that may not get it. And it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be a battle. Ask questions. Find out what triggers somebody. Find out what people are upset about. If you're talking to somebody that happens to be upset because they turn on the news and they see people throwing bricks and violence out there and major cities, you know, being held up, ask them why it bothers them. Have a conversation. You know what? Have the willingness to be able to hear something you may not want to hear. But speak from your own heart when you have a chance. And I bet you, you find that there's a lot of people that are being ignorant out there, that it's probably not their true intention. That they're just not seeing it. And and maybe because they can't relate to it. But every last one of us is responsible in one way, shape, or form. And my hope is that we can make a difference. My hope is that the protests that are out there now can make more people see that there's not much out there that's being asked for. And once again, it's not about one man's death. It's every black parent out there that thinks about their child, their little boy, their little girl, and is wondering when they're going to stop being viewed as so cute or adorable And view it as a threat. What age is that? 7, 8, 10, 12, 15, 20? You see an adorable picture of a a child. You see an adorable picture of a baby. Your natural reaction is, wow, that's beautiful. And the kids as they grow up. It's a cute kid. And all of a sudden, there's a group of people that are going to view that black boy or girl as a threat to them that's what this is about maybe at some point there's gonna be a change and I do thank everybody for tuning into the show today if this was subject matter that you didn't really appeal to you maybe you should think about it a little bit more maybe if your natural reaction is to be passive and just push it aside oh I see that on the news the news doesn't always have your best interest in mind they're out there to get clicks they're out there to get views newspapers are out there to sell more papers to get more online clicks newscasts can't wait to get their ratings to see how many people tune in so they're trying to do everything to get your attention they don't necessarily care what's about what's right And I'll close this with this, and I'll leave this question out there. I promise, anybody that gives me an answer, I will reply to you. What is the difference between somebody that has darker colored skin and somebody that has white skin? What's the difference between somebody that's black and somebody that's white? I don't believe it has anything to do with DNA. I don't believe it has anything to do with uh, uh, organs or somebody's brain or somebody's intelligence. So I want to know from you, if you believe that there's such a distinct difference between somebody that's black and somebody that's white, maybe you could educate me. And maybe you could give an answer without sounding stupid. Be back with you next week. Now, I do have to mention Wes Unseld, Hall of Fame basketball player, great, great player. NBA history, the Baltimore, Washington Bullets, NBA champion, was in the NBA Finals four times. Like I said, Hall of Famer. But for a guy that was 6'7", he was a massive, massive rebounder. And actually, if you want to compare him to somebody that's contemporary, think of Dennis Rodman. And his ability to rebound for being a little bit of an undersized guy and Wes Unsell played against all the bigs he played against Will Chamberlain he played against Kareem and he had a size disadvantage was a very very underrated player always going to be remembered by that Washington Wizards franchise which of course for many years was known as the Bullets he passed away at the age of 74 god bless him godspeed We'll be back with you next week. You can check out JohnPielli.com. I got the I got the interviews I've done with every every Hall of Fame player that I've interviewed up on the site. I do have a list, all the professional baseball and football teams, the year that they hired their first black manager or head coach. And it'll show there's nine NFL teams that have still never hired a black head coach. There's 11 Major League Baseball teams that have still never hired a black manager. Let's see if we can make a difference. Black lives matter. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.